Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Such hits to the such albums pod. as Deion Sanders' Primetime. Yes! I didn't even write that down, but I should have. Can I tell you the worst secret of my life? That you know what? Yeah, let's all do this. this the worst the, secret. This Is this the album that you this, regret? This, this was the first CD I owned. Was Primetime? Primetime. I, I, had, I had tapes before that. But this is the first CD that I own. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. I had that on tape. Yeah. He had on that jump shoot suit. It was 1995. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers had just got him. They went to the Super Bowl and won that year. Um, I was a huge Niners fan, and I was a f- huge fan of hip-hop and athletes. I, I love oh. Dion, man. <laughs> Dion was the man. Um, yeah. I was a big card collector of his, and I, loved, and I was, like, so excited. And I think I got that for, like, Christmas or my birthday or something. I don't remember the song. I remember he had, like, what's just... Must be the money. Is that what it was? Must be the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He was, like, sleeveless on the cover, like, in that suit. Yep. It was and just the best. Yeah. Yep. The best sports star album of all time, though, Shaq Diesel. <laughs> I had Shaq albums, too. <laughs> oh, Shaq Diesel was so good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to his mama Lucille. <laughs> uh, feels good to get that off my chest, guys. <laughs> no, hey, I had the I had the album and I, I thought it was amazing. Hell yeah. And and it might be one that I draft today. And what we're drafting today is albums by the years, music of our lifetime. So what we're doing here is we're gonna take snippets of time and draft an album that was influential to us at that time. So yeah. 19, all of us were born around 82. Yeah. Yep. 83. Yep. But so yeah. 82, 83. So what we're going to do is 80 to 85, draft an album from there. 86 to 90, draft an album. 91 to 95, draft an album. All the way up to current. And then we'll take uh, three honorable mentions at the end that were influential to us during those years because there's, you know, obviously there's going to be years where we had multiple uh, albums that were very influential to us. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to go from 1980 to current. All right. Yeah. And as we start every every time, we'd shake that box. So, By the way, we're Andy Liner, Drew Kessler, and James Bryington. Yeah, we're... <laughs> At X Mr. Sparkle X on Twitter. Yeah, we're triple platinum. All right, here we go. Selecting the first pick. That's our boy band name, Triple Drew. Platinum. You guys like that? I get the first pick. Drew has wow. first pick. Wow. James number two. All right. And Andy. Andy rounds up the third. I'm going to round it up. Round it up. Andy yeah. J. Liner. Wait, that doesn't. So, A.J. 
AJL up in this. Um, yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting because 80 to 85 to me is probably the most difficult one to pick an influential album. Um, so I don't think that there's a ton that are going to be out there for us. Whereas like once we get to like 90 to 2000, right. we're going to be fine with whoever takes whatever. Yeah. But there's a, there's a monster out there, but I'm not going to take it. I'm going to take one yep. that's more personal to me. Okay. And, uh, and I'm going to go with my favorite rock band with my favorite rock star of all time. And I'm going queen with the works. Ooh. And this album had such hits as like Radio Gaga, uh, I Want to Break Free, Can't Stop Me Now, I believe was on that, but it's a fun one. I think a lot of people don't like it because it's a little too synthy, but it's just, I think it's a great album. Can't Stop Me Now is an awesome song. Yeah. Yeah. Every, all that Queen catalog is awesome. Yeah. Fucking Queen, man. Freddie Mercury. Shout out to Freddie. Yeah. That's going to be, uh, who was the guy that they got to, to, it's the guy from iRobot is going to play Freddie Mercury in the new movie. Oh, really? It's the new. Yeah. I always thought Sasha Baron Cohen is the shoe in for that. Well, he was he was in the running and yeah. something. I think he was like almost up to the finish line. Oh, okay. But then something happened. Huh. I, I don't know the story, but I think there is a story. Maybe that other dude was so good that they were just like blown away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because that, that happened with, I believe, the, the Ray role. Um I think oh, yeah. somebody else was in the running, and Jamie Foxx was just so damn good that they were like, no, it's you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so it's... Yeah, it's, no, that's a great pick. Hell, yeah. Well, it's me for number two, then. And uh my music taste was completely driven by movies when I was a kid. I didn't, uh, I didn't go, like, search for bands or anything, so I just heard whatever I heard commercials and movies or whatever so uh i'm gonna go ahead and pick huey lewis in the news sports Ooh. from 1983 uh of course heart of rock and roll was in back to the future yeah you know a huge back to the future fan um actually the song if this is it uh one time i was driving in my car and I was at a stoplight and the song If This Is It was on and I was just like belting it. Had my windows down. I'm like screaming this fucking song yeah. in the car. And I I look over to my left to the car parked next to me and it's Ron Hansen's family and Ron, like their whole family just staring at me <laughs> while I'm singing this song. <laughs> and it was like the most embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It was like the most embarrassing moment of my entire life, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> fucking a man, Huey Lewis. Yeah, the Huey Lewis. Power, power of love yeah. on that too. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't help but fucking sing it, you know. It that is a, that's some uh, underrated music you know? right there, Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love that. Man, th those are uh, those are a couple good ones, but I had two on my list and. After Drew picked, I was amped because I knew I was going to get one of the two. I am shocked, but very thrilled by the fact that this one's still out there. Yeah, that's the one and I was talking about. This must be the beast you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm taking Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yep. Yeah. 1982. Yeah. Um, 
It had Wanna Be Starting Something, Baby Be Mine, Thriller, Beat It, Billy Jean, PYT. I mean, the whole album is basically, you know, a best of, and it's not a best of album. Um, right. This album. Yeah, between, like, between that and Bad is like half of his greatest hits album. Like two thirds of it. Like it's insane. Now Off the Wall, <laughs> Off the Wall had some monsters too, oh, but yeah, Off the yeah. Wall happened to be just be 1979, so I couldn't pick that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one is ridiculous. I mean, if you don't, if you guys know me, or even if you don't know me, your boy loves dancing. I love getting down. Michael Jackson was like, you know, quite possibly the best, you know, there's, there's guys that can now dance on par or, or maybe better. But like, to me, Michael Jackson's always going to be the goat when it comes to like performing. Um, because he's the guy that really kind of took that thing next level. I mean, the glove, the moonwalk, yeah. the grabbing the crotch, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who has kids that didn't like the dance, didn't try to do all those moves, you know? Dude, that was a fat kid, like, kicking my leg up beyond places it should even kick up to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, here's the other uh, thing. i tell you what, and every time I would go to the bowling alley, you bet my your ass I was doing the moonwalk. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. yeah. Bowling shoes are perfect for yeah. moonwalking. Uh. Like, kids these days still perform and dance to Michael Jackson. Like yeah. that tells you everything you need to know right there. Oh yeah. Know? He's he's influencing children of today in a different way he than he influenced children back in the day. <laughs> he's he's influencing children of today. Um which I think that's very hard to do is make somebody cool, you know, for the kids these days and he's just I don't know he's timeless to me he's timeless he's the most timeless artist that I think there's ever been so um this album was definitely huge for me just because you know plus I love those singers with that high-ass voice that's my shit yeah yeah he's always said that that is his shit it is (laughs) yeah Yeah. man um I almost want to give the other one. I can't. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it out there. I may pick it for honorable mention. Yeah. Um, but there's another beast out there that um, that's a that's a big one. But we're gonna move on from 1980 to 85 to 86 to 90. Right now, yeah. I just turned four. You know, <laughs> it's 86. Um, I go a couple more years. I don't know what's going on at four. I just know my Michael Jackson moves. And I move over to 1988. Okay. And in 1988, I was six years old. And I don't know if this is, I probably didn't hear it just at six. Like I probably got this album later. Um, but my love of hip hop started at a very, very young age. And, um, there's a couple albums that did it for me. And this is one of the biggest, um, like mainstream albums that did it to me. Cause there was a DC talk album that I could pick that you guys definitely aren't going to pick called new thing in 90, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to pick that. The one I'm going to pick is the one that I think kind of put, uh, hip hop on the map to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And it's DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince 
He's the DJ and I'm the rapper. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that album had Nightmare on My Street, which was like, I played that song to death. And we talked about that um, in the Halloween episodes this past month. Yeah. Um, it had brand new funk, um, which is awesome. And then it had, obviously, the one everybody knows, Parents Just Don't Understand. Um, so this was, like I said, to me, this album was what kind of really brought me into kind of being a hip-hop fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I know people that are like, you know, you know, people are going to look at this and be like, you know, oh, well, NWA, all that kind of stuff. But let's be honest, like as a kid, you know, at that point in time, I did listen to NWA later and appreciate them. I'm not going to listen to NWA when I'm six years old and be like super into it because I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Now, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, they're bringing, you know, a more, they're like the original Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like bringing hip hop to, you know, everyone. Um, it, it's hard to understand, you know, words at that, that young of an age, but the way they do it, they had some funky beats. DJ Jazzy Jeff always played some fun kind of stuff. And then Fresh Prince was like, yeah, he's not a hard rapper or anything like that, but he's fun. Yeah. I always liked that, uh, Will Smith was, uh, clean you know yeah and that was always like a thing that his the story that he always told was that his grandma asked him why he needed to say those words to express what he meant yeah you know so then that's why he decided to rap clean i always thought that was cool yeah i mean and hey fresh prince was like the hottest damn show on tv so it was like i was just anything will smith fresh prince at that point in time I was all into, which is why six degrees of separation fucked me up the first time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, Will Smith is featured in there banging the dude. <laughs> uh, check it out yeah. on, on Drew's list from our Possible Moments podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so we're back to me then. Yes. All right, well, you know, Drew just mentioned it. Uh, and I'm going to pick Michael Jackson right now <laughs> and I'm picking Michael Jackson bad because yeah. like Drew said, it's another hit maker. Yeah. You know, the way you make me feel man in the mirror, dirty Diana, smooth criminal. It's, I mean, it's, it's got just as many hits as, Dude, dirty, first, you know, dirty Diana song. is like one of the most underrated songs. Like, yeah, it's, I don't, I feel like it's never, you know, like it'll never be in like the top couple, like people start mentioning, but it's such a good damn song. Yeah. You know, what would be cool if we did, we've got now two Michael Jackson albums. I don't think we're going to have two albums from any artist the rest of the draft. I have, I, could, uh, I, I probably will. I actually have Michael Jackson Dangerous written down for the next set of years. <laughs> there you go. So do I. So we should do, at the very least, a quickie on best Michael Jackson songs at some point. Yeah, that'd like be cool. That yeah, 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 yeah. We'll write that down. I'm down I mean, with that. Legends never dude, die. Yeah. <laughs> man, Bad was incredible, man. It yeah. was, yeah. Man, man in the mirror. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and then you know, you know, because of that album, you got Moonwalker. 
the movie, which was fucking awesome. Hell so, yeah. Fucking A. Gosh, there's some fucking tough ones here. Um, I'm more looking at my next pick even more than this current pick, but... Um, sure, that's when we started yeah. fully appreciating music. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, 80 to 90, we're listening to music, and that's why Huey Lewis, Michael Jackson, um, Fresh Prince, Queen, like, all of these type of, uh, yeah. if you think about it, all of these type of acts are, like, things that as kids you you can kind of, like, get with and vibe to and stuff yeah. like that. So once we hit 91 to 95, we can actually start to first appreciate music, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, this little, uh, let me call it this age group, too, is actually, I mean, I've got a, a tough decision here. But I'm going to go with um, a little album called License to Ill by the Beastie Boys, 1986. Yeah. Um, God, what a great album this is. Uh I think it kicks off with like rhyming and stealing and it just like fight to your rights on that. And Oh my God, so many good things. And yeah, that, now that, now this, this is an album that like, you have to actually kind of like soak it in. So you probably, I'm guessing this one, you grew to appreciate this more as time went on. Right. Well, I remember, I think this one even had girls on it. I remember the take, cause I had older brothers. So like listening to it. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. girl, like I was like, I was just like, girl, you know, when you're a kid, you can yeah. really get to it. And it might have been later, like early nineties, but I still remember that like as a, as a fun album when I was a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, yeah, that's the thing about older, older siblings is. You can listen to some music that maybe you wouldn't listen to. Yeah. Um, because that's how I, uh, I, I, I texted my brother and I was like, Hey, what was the name of this album that we had? And it had a purple cover. I remember this stuff about it. Yeah. And I, like it had this song and that song on it. And, uh, and then I found it. I was like, Oh, never mind. And I sent him the picture of it and he, he laughed about it. Um, but it, that album was Party Hits from Casey's Top 40. Which had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. It had like Kokomo, Girl, You Know It's True, Pump It Up, Pump Up the Jam, Man, Monday. Uh, please. I, uh. But it was his album. And yeah. I Casey's think Top 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Casey's Top 40. Uh, that was like one of the greatest things on Kasem. Saturdays. I can't do a good Casey Kasem. Man, uh, well, there. This is down to two. I actually have a later, later Beastie Boys album in my. So do, so do I. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think this is that. Michael Jackson will not be the only one named twice. I guarantee it. There's yeah. okay. Um, um, God, this is so fucking tough. But I want to take it because. <clears throat> All right, everybody knows my love for this other one, but I'm taking one that I have to have because the other one I appreciated a little bit more maybe five years later when it came out, but this one I appreciate it right away when I saw the video for Buddy Holly, and I'm taking Weezer's Blue album. Okay. Um, God, it was, I mean, again, just nonstop. We know, you know every song on that thing, so... Sweater songs, Buddy Holly, 
What is that noise? I don't know. Oh, there was a truck outside my house. Oh. <laughs> it sounded like a monster. <laughs> yeah, that was my stomach. I'm hungry. Uh, let's see. Let's see. But I mean, this is another one we talked about. I think in the '90s one that yeah, yeah, um, just very damn good. So, James, did you have this one on your list? I know you were a huge fan. I have of a, this album. I have a different Weezer album oh. on okay. my list. <laughs> well, another one that might get hit up twice. That's pretty interesting. And the Weezer one is actually the Blue album is actually one that I don't know a ton of Weezer, but I, I definitely remember this one vividly. Yeah. And this was um, this was definitely one of my brother's favorite albums, and I actually listened to it. And it was like normally I didn't vibe with some of his music, yeah, um, especially once we got older, but. Um, I got down with Buddy Holly. Plus, yeah. the music video was fire. Yeah, and like even you know, like I said, even the deeper ones on there, like Jonas, and uh, I don't know, just so good. What year was this one? Nineteen ninety four. Okay. Back to you, there, James. Oh, so we're back to me. Okay, here we go. Dude, I got like ten albums from ninety one to ninety five written down. So that's what we're gonna be ninety one, ninety five. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I have so many for this uh, time period because this is actually right when I got into music. The, actually, I wrote down two of the first three CDs I ever bought for this year mm-hmm. or this uh, year span. Yeah. And um, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of embarrassing, and I don't know why. I just but... said Eon Sanders' album was the first CD I ever bought. So. <laughs> well, yeah. You're, this is a safe space at this point. <laughs> I just really love this album, and it was like that boom of femme rock yeah. that happened. And I, I I don't know, Alanis Morissette sang to me. and uh, Oh, Jagged yeah. Little Pill? I think Jagged Little Pill is uh, definitely my that, – that was the first album yeah. I ever bought along with – Two other albums from the same band. Okay. What what year was this? Uh, Lance Moore set. 1995. Okay. I got a little pill. Not so inner. I, I feel like that was late. Well, maybe it was like right after, but I, I just remember. I, I feel like that was later, but that's interesting. No, nah, I, I, I think that's right on. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, obviously it is. Middle school. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, I guess I, I would. Yeah, if I start thinking about yeah. where I like what year. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the songs, they're songs that everyone knows. Yeah. I mean, nobody doesn't know the lyrics to Ironic. Yeah, like yeah, it was the, had to be the biggest song in '95 for sure. Mm-hmm. One hand in my pocket was fire too. Yeah, you ought to know. Or yeah. I really want one hand in my pocket. I just said a lyric from. <laughs> no, from hand, ironic. hand in my pocket is the name of that song. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other yeah. the other one flashing a peace sign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. He had that voice, man. Ooh. Yeah. I was super attracted to her too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you go to your buddy's house, they'd have that poster of her on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, hey, that album was fire, man. And then uh <laughs> that that thank you song where she's walking down the street yeah. naked, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's where everything else is sped up, right? Like everything else yeah, in the time yeah, lapse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Damn. Um 
All right, 91 to 95 is not how I envisioned it so far. Going. I feel like that just got like real creepy. <laughs> like, you know that video where she's just naked. <laughs> I feel like that's par for the course on this podcast. Really oh, for sure. <laughs> Macy Gray had one that she was naked in that was different. <laughs> you had different feelings about it? Um, have you seen that one? I don't think so. No, I haven't. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not on my list. But <laughs> even though I loved me some Macy Gray, um, God, you know, I, I here's the time I got super into hip hop. Uh, shout out to my buddy Rootman, used to be a rapper. Um, he knows who he is. Uh, <laughs> but Root, 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 Root. I, I, I became like even harder core into hip hop, but. Um, I'm not going to take a hip hop album here. I'm actually going to take an R&B album. Mm-hmm. And this album I played to death. And it's going to be my only chicks album on here. And I got to take Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. <laughs> there you oh, go. Wow. I'm really happy that you didn't go hip hop because that means I can take that the album. I The other one I was going to pick. In my uh, honorable mentions. Honorables? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I have that one in my <laughs> list. Um, and there's a story behind that. I, I should have taken, honestly, I should have taken the hip-hop one, but I wanted to mix up the list a little bit. Yeah. So TLC might not be where people would have thought I would gone, but Red Light Special, Creep, Digging on You, Waterfalls, like, that album was a freaking singles maker too and uh i had a massive crush on lisa left eye lopez and uh you know i was uh i was big time into tlc so yeah man tables letters chairs that's right <laughs> <laughs> now uh i mean waterfalls nobody doesn't know waterfalls that's like that was such a huge song yeah and everybody like I don't know if anybody knows the lyrics to to Left Eye's rap part. <laughs> oh, I know it. <laughs> I feel like I feel I've like... seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many, you know. Anyway, um, ninety six to two thousand. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going hip hop here. Ninety six, in my opinion, was the greatest hip hop year of all time. Um, it, it had just Beast after beast after beast albums. Um, but, you know, I am going to go to 1996 because I'm telling you that's, that's the, the best hip hop year of all time, in my opinion. And, um, I'm going to go with, God, this is tough, but I got to go. <laughs> Andy's with really my, stressing right now. <laughs> I wish everybody I am, could see him. <laughs> I can because see the sweat one that I feel is the best of all time and influenced me. Yeah. But there's one that influenced me more. It's still one of the greatest albums of all time. And I got to take that one because I think it. we're saying influence. And um, that's Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Um, okay. It had All Eyes on Me, How Do You Want It, California Love, Life Goes On, Two of America's Most Wanted, Wonder Why They Call You Bitch, Thug Passion, uh, picture me rolling. Only God can judge me. me I ain't mad at you. <laughs> like 
Yeah, like I'm I'm listing those songs off, and you know those. Yeah, that's like the best of. That's like Tupac best of in one one album. Yeah, and it was a double album, <laughs> so that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Machiavelli. So yeah, right? it was 1996. Um, I really got into Tupac a little bit ago. I could have picked him in the 91 to 95 with Me Against the World. Mm-hmm. Um, but 96 was like the peak of that album came out. He died. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like it was just, I was all Tupac that year, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. did you have like a t-shirt? Like a what's t- that? The Tupac t-shirt? No, I actually didn't, uh, just cause my, like my buddy had it. So I didn't want to be like the guy that would buy it. He had, did you have a, a two, did Tupac you have a, a Tupac rug? A Tupac? No, I did not have a Tupac. Uh, I had Tupac posters. I actually know a guy who has a Tupac rug. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Joe Bass. I would never want to step on greatness. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I had posters. I had the CDs. Um, I went to watch like every single movie he was in. Um, which he was a phenomenal actor. So Tupac to me was the first time that I listened to hip hop and started to fully appreciate the message from what was happening in what he was saying. Yeah. So at 96, I was 14 years old. Um, so at 14, that's when I was starting to actually, cause I was, you know, it was like white man can't jump. You know, I was, Listening, not hear or hearing it, not listening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas like Tupac was like a freaking poet, right? And he had messages in everything he was doing it. So before 14, unless it was like spelled out for me or someone told me what the message is within it, I couldn't, I couldn't get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But th- this was like the first album that I started to process, you know, what someone was saying without actually saying those exact words. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude. That's, that's why this was a big one to me. Yeah. I mean, I cried the day he died. Did you really? Hell yeah. Man. It was middle school. Um, and, uh, found out Tupac died and I was, I was, I was a wreck. <laughs> oh, man. Cause that was like, that was like the first time someone died that it impacted me. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first time, like I'd maybe had some other relative or something, you know, someone I really didn't know. Uh Like I felt like I knew Tupac, you know? I swear to God, I drop this fucking pen every show. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. While I'm talking about, while I'm bearing my soul out here. <laughs> I, I was just thinking like. It would be uh, funny if we could go back and find every point where you drop the pin in every episode. You probably can. <laughs> oh um, man, that'd be hilarious. That, that, and sometimes I wonder, like I wish that we could get inside your head. And then like, I wonder if some points you're just like, man, I could really go for a steak right now. And then you just like <laughs> just drop your pen. Oh, like, I bet. Thoughts I'm inside back. Drew's head. <laughs> Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> I was, actually, I was thinking, like, uh, you know, you saying that, like, what, well, we know Andy's. I'll give you mine. James, you think about it. What was, like, the celebrity death that impacted you the most? And mine was, I remember when George Carlin died. Because that was, like, like you, like, that was a guy that, like, I grew up, I mean, literally, like, I think that first, the first album I heard of his was, like, in, or stand or his special was, like, 
90 or something like that. And I remember like as again, like just following his career and I just felt like he kind of, the shit he said kind of influenced how I lived and everything like that. And like, that was yeah. like the first one I was like, fuck, I'm actually bummed about a celebrity dying. <laughs> Did you cry? I, I don't know. I might, might have. I don't know though. I don't know if I, I don't know if I cried, if I've ever Damn. cried over a celebrity dying, but. Damn. Uh, I think when I found out Harold Ramis died, I felt bad about that. <laughs> oh, so po- felt bad. so poetic. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know. I, felt I mean, bad. well, no, <laughs> it's just a slight feeling because I, you know, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. I just know yeah. them from what I know yeah. them from. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Though, was there ever one that like not really... not one that ever made me like yeah cry or I think yeah. part of what it was was um, I went to a school that was definitely um, you know kind of in in the hood. And, um, it was one of those, like, I went to a school where people were beefing a lot of times. There was, uh, there was even a couple gang wars that happened. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, if anybody knows at Johnson Middle School, we had, we had bars around our building where they like would lock us in. Um, and we had like a security guard that would be during our lunchtime. Um, it all felt normal. It's not like it felt like scary or anything. Yeah. Um, but like for whatever reason, it felt like on that day, like it felt to me, at least it felt like, a, like most everybody was like sad about it and upset about it. Yeah. Cause like, that's all that people were talking about that day. I could, I couldn't tell you anything about what happened at school that day, but I can tell you, I saw a lot of Tupac shirts um, I saw girls crying, and I I wasn't bawling or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, she had a couple yeah. of tears. No, I know what you mean. You know, well, I uh, I remember when I was in uh, sixth grade, uh, I I can't remember the girl's name, but this girl was obsessed with Kurt Cobain, and then like yeah. when he died, when I was in sixth grade, she came to school, or she heard the news. I think must must have heard it at school, and she just like. Had a panic attack. She fell on the ground crying, screaming, like, yeah. Yeah. So I can no, see the how. the Cobain one was yeah. big, too. Actually, I remember that. Yeah, I can see that it affects people, you know. Yeah. yeah, especially, like, you know, like, with the musician, you really you really connect with them because they do have these words out there that you're like, I kind of feel the same way. Or yeah. Like, yeah. like with mine, with a, a stand-up or something, you know. you like, And I, you know, I read his books and things like that, and it was just like, you know, I... I I feel like I had a connection with him, even though I yeah. never met him. So that's where, like, I, you know, I really got that from. So yeah. But then right. James felt bad. I, I just felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I legit thought that I was nobody else never he's ever hear. <laughs> I legit thought I was gonna never hear shit from him again. Yeah. Like if I would have known that he would have put out twelve albums after he died, <laughs> then maybe I would have, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have been as sad about it. <laughs> Oh shit! All right, All right here your... we go, guys. Here we go. We'll get back on track. What do you here. got for your high school year? This is ninety six to two thousand. This album, I'm gonna get. I feel embarrassed about all of my albums for for whatever reason. I don't know why. Because I shouldn't feel I'm, embarrassed. I'm feeling better about what I get to pick next. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> so I have a Lance Morissette. Loved her. 
I got this album when I was at a family reunion in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cousin gave me the album, and I put it in. I fell in love with it, and I listened to it for, like, the next two years straight. And that's Dave Matthews' band, Crash. <laughs> I oh loved boy. it. I loved it. So, and I don't, you know, fuck you guys. I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Hey, man, this is this is your list. Yeah, I just I was, can't, I'm, can't I'm actually yelling at the so. I'm actually yelling at the listeners <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were yelling at us because me and Drew, uh, when we did go back and listen <laughs> to it, you'll have some other albums during this time frame uh, that will be talked about quite a bit. But if you go back and listen to '90s bands, yeah, um, great <laughs> episode. Uh, James picks Dave Matthews Band and. Me and Drew proceed to talk about puka shell necklaces and, <laughs> and yeah. Hey, Dave Matthews band was the shit. It brought people together. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he it took brought, off. So, so did David brought, Duke. He doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> he let people white overprivileged okay children together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad this fell to me, but at the same time, it kind of made a makes a harder decision for me. But I'm gonna go with um, after after that girl in James's class cried her eyes out. <laughs> the drummer of the band said, "Hey, you know what? I still love music. I'm gonna keep going." And he put out some albums, and this one came out in 1997, and that is the Foo Fighters, the color and the shape. Uh, Monkey Ranch, uh, why am I blanking on the other ones? Uh, Everlong, is that right? Everlong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a great album. Um, What's the Mentos, the Mentos uh, video one? That's on this My too. Hero? No. No. Um... Come on. It's not my hero. <laughs> That's a good song. I yeah. know that one. Yeah, whatever. Is that with the wind blasting and the hair just flowing? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, oh, God, fucking kill me. <laughs> uh, I, I will look this up. Yeah. What is the, what is the, but anyways, yeah, Foo Fighters. Everlong is a badass song. The video was amazing. My Hero, I think, was on a later album. I don't think it was on this one. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Is that the Foo one? Fighters. Watch him as he something. Yep. Watch him as yeah. he goes. Yeah. Watch him yeah. as he goes. There goes my hero. Watch him. Watch him. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> what? <laughs> What if they were saying like, it sarcastically? <laughs> there he goes, my hero. Yeah. Let's all watch, watch him, him leave again. <laughs> he always leaves me. Oh, shit. Maybe he shouldn't be my hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. You're always leaving me. Yeah, my hero <laughs> is on this album. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, nice. I mean, you're the one who picked it. You shouldn't be able to tell us that. <laughs> yeah. I thought I did. And you said no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now let's... well, you should have known to tell me, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you ought to well, know. 
Dude, they had so, <laughs> so many albums. Shout out Elias Morissette. Better pick than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Me is the one, the Mentos. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh man, yeah. This yeah. is great album. This is crazy. We're creeping into Foo Fighters. Good shit. <laughs> what are we creeping into? Oh one to oh five now. Which Big Me isn't on this? No, it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> Another thing that you should have met. <laughs> All right, Drew, back to you. Oh, really? Yeah, back yeah. to you. Yeah. Wait, what was it? 01 to 05. 01 to 05. So this is just after graduation. What would have been college years if I actually gave a shit in high school? Um, <laughs> ooh. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick one that is... I have two... Two albums from this band as my 2001 to 2005. One of them came out in 2001. One of them came out in 2004. I'm going to go with the 2004 one, and I'm taking Jimmy World Futures. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's a really good pick. Uh, Bleed American, I loved, and that was, like, the one I, like, really fell in, like, got me into them. But with Futures, man, that... The, it, that one is just like I love concept albums, so like for me that was like a huge one for me. Um, just like telling the story of you know this person who's addicted to drugs. So yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great album. No, that's amazing. That's uh, what what else was on that one? Um, well, there's pain was the big one. Takes my pain away. Oh, okay. All right. And then Futures. Um, I can't remember. I think this, that might have been our only big ones. I don't know. Yeah, the whole album's yeah, good, though. It's, it's a yeah. solid, solid solid run through. See, that's kind of like my my criteria as to why I'm picking the albums I'm picking is because they're albums that I was able to buy, turn on, and walk away and enjoy every song yeah. that I hear. Yeah, that's the, that's the way my picks have been yeah. so far. Is like It's just well, it's and, and, solid all the way through. Yeah, this, I don't know if this was what year was this one? Futures two thousand four. Okay, um, because in two thousand, God, what year was that? Two thousand three. Was that when we were in tally? Or yeah, was yeah. Two thousand three. Okay, um, so in oh three, um, I remember James playing a lot, like a shit. I actually got into uh, this kind of music for a while. And I still jam to it when it comes on and I hear it. Um, but James was playing, um, in his whip, a whole bunch of the, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Eat World style of music. Yeah. Um, I was really into that. Uh, what was it? What was the, uh, like the, 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 the boulevard, not the, I forgot, sunset something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it was a whole bunch of this type of, type of music. And uh, so I actually got into it for a while because uh, James would just ride out in the, uh, what was it, the Isuzu? Yeah, yeah. Well, that rodeo, yeah. Isuzu yeah. rodeo, rodeo, baby. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> We're getting into real minute details of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, hey, that's how I got into some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, was, I was playing like this and Weezer and uh, yep. you might be thinking of something corporate. 
That was a band yeah. that I was really yeah, yeah, into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, I, a lot of stuff that sounded a lot like this. I was into Newfound Glory really big. Yep. The, the My Friends Over You, yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I was into one of them big time. There was a group, um, God, they were from Ohio, actually. Reliant K? No, no, no. I know, I you, I know they, you like the Jesus There music. was an Ohio and Texas <laughs> connection. Uh, I think they were from Texas, moved to Ohio. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'll uh, figure it out. Maybe our listeners. <laughs> oh, and they're just screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Bowling for soup. Bowling for soup. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew. Yeah, I was big into them. <laughs> All right, so this is my 01 to 05 pick mm-hmm. right now. And this is very, very, very hard for me because I have a lot, a lot of options right here. Yeah. I I know, and I, and I don't have enough honorable mentions to honorably mention all of them. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just pick. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go with Incubus Morning View. Came out in 2001. And uh, that was an album that, start to finish, an amazing album. Like, a bunch of... Crazy hit songs, Nice to Know You, Wish You Were Here, uh, Aqueous Transmission, uh, I think Drive is on this album. So yeah, anyways, Incubus. Yeah, I know a couple of those. Yeah. I was real big into Incubus as well. Yeah. Incubus is a band that I, it was like 10 years later I appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got gotcha. it. Was, it was like, it was just one of those, you know, like, there's certain movies you realize, like, five years later, like, wait, why have I not seen that movie yet? Uh, that was, and they like, were that band, they were you? that band, like, yeah. wait, why did I never listen to these guys? <laughs> Incubus is awesome. They were also a, uh, a backpack band, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember the, some of those stickers, um, for Incubus. Yeah. Because I always thought it said Incubator. So (laughs) I always thought of Incubator when I saw Incubate. Incubus. Yes. (laughs) Incumasterbus, mate. Yeah, Yeah, I always think about these different bands that are backpack bands, I call them, um, because people put the stickers and sew it on the stuff. But they were all also ones that people would buy – uh, they were hot sellers at Hot Topic. Yeah. 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 I don't remember you ever rocking an Incubus tee, but. No, I never. I actually am not really into wearing band shirts. I don't know why that is, but I don't really have any. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, 01 to 05. So I only have, um, it's weird. I have four artists, but I have like six or seven albums here. Um, so I, I was into a lot of the same artists. Um, you know, I have, I have, uh, two, two rappers. Um, this, this is, 
this is how I realized how dominant, um, uh, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye were is because for the next like 15 to 20 years, I have albums from both of them on like every list. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and, and I would and both pick of them together. Kanye here. What's that? And both of them together. <laughs> yeah, and both of them together, right? And and I would pick Jay Z or Kanye here, but I can't because um, there's another two dudes that kind of had a little thing going on, and I have one of their albums who I'm not picking, which is Usher. But the other guy I am picking. Everybody gets drinks out. I have to take Justified by Justin Timberlake. It's a great album. I bought that. that album three times. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking either. Like I literally bought the album three times because there were so many. Like I I played it so often that I scratched the shit out of that thing, um, and I literally had to buy it a few times. So um, this was like like I was I was into boy bands. Uh, there's Three kinds of music I'm super into, and it's uh, R&B, hip-hop, and, uh, you know, boy bands. And this basically took part of the boy bands, but then it put it into the R&B. Because, yeah, people put this in the pop category, but, like, he had a soulful voice, and uh, Timberlake was, was my dude. And he put this out, and I remember, like, I was like, no, uh, Timberlake's album's gonna be fired, like, <laughs> and I got so excited about it when it came out. Um, but this one had like, I love you, Senorita, Cry Me a River, Rock Your Body, Last Night, like, to me, this was an album I put in, I'd let it ride, I could dance, I could vibe, I could sing, like, I could do everything I wanted to do. Clips, uh, was on it, and they went off, um, you know, so. Yeah, uh, man. Senorita, Senorita yeah. is an awesome song. Cry Me a River is an awesome song. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I love you was like, God, I, I was so excited because this is one of those albums. You know when there's an album coming out and you're hyping it up to everybody. You're like, this one's gonna be amazing. This is gonna be the shit. And then people are like, yeah, okay, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how he does without uh, the other four and all that. And I would, I would get pissed off. I'd be like, no, you're gonna see. And then what I loved is when it came out and it was so hot and people were like, like people that weren't even like fucking with boy band music were like, oh my God, this is incredible. No. And I'm like, yeah, I told you. I don't think that there's another boy band, boy band breakaway star like, like Justin Timberlake is. There's not, unless you want to count Marky Mark into the movies. Yeah, that doesn't, I don't count that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's not then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh. Yeah, nobody else has put out a solo album that's come out of a boy band group that's been just no. this good. I don't know, that Jordan Knight album. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the J, the, the, the JC Chazé schizophrenic album, which literally <laughs> schizophrenic because he didn't know which musical direction he, he should go. Um, Is that I why mean, they called it that? No, like no, they no, no, no. They so, knew, they're like, this shit's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I have this debate a lot of times because when people talk about the the best NSYNC member, there's a lot of people, and justifiably so, that say JC um, because of musicality 
everything he could do. He was into so many things, but Justin was obviously the biggest star. Um, and I thought Justin knew his audience, knew his direction. He stuck to it. JC was good at so many different things that like on his album, there's no like, you can't get a vibe for who he is because he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he's trying a little bit of everything. Whereas Justin put it out, he knew what the people wanted. He knew the sound that people wanted. And, you know, he was, he was, he was like this mix of, of the other guy, Usher and, and Michael Jackson. He was like the mix of that. He was like the merge of what happens if you're trying to, you know, go from, from R&B to pop like Michael Jackson, Justin was basically in the middle. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. So this this definitely impacted me huge. And this was 02. Hell yeah. That's a solid pick, man. Yeah. So if you had to pick something from 06 to 2010, what would you pick? Well, it's funny you say that because what a fucking that's, setup. <laughs> that's the next that's the next pick. Um God, this had I have three Kanye West albums <laughs> on here. So I have some other guys too, but because I have three albums from Kanye, I have to take one of them. And I'm gonna take my favorite Kanye West album, which is Graduation by Kanye West. Um, okay. this one has homecoming, can't tell me nothing, stronger, good life. Like this, this album was this, this legit, I, like I called that one backpack because they put, you know, their stickers on the backpack. Yeah. This is like, this is actually a genre that I really love that people call backpack rap. Okay. And it's, it's the Kanye Wests of the world, uh, Lupe Fiasco, um, this old Kanye. Um, I love new Kanye stuff too, but old Kanye, he had this like joyful kind of flow. He, he his, uh, man, he was, he was saying things. Um, I thought, you know, he was just having a good time. He was wearing those polos. I thought that backpacker meant like the artists that started selling their CDs out of their backpacks. Um, I mean, it might mean that too, but I know people have called, you know, this, this genre backpack rap. So they would call like a, like a Kyle nowadays would probably be considered in the backpack, backpack rap. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that style. It's, it's hard to put like a set thing on what it is. Um, okay. They're saying backpack rap refers to music that is listened to by backpackers. Um, people who only listen to underground or conscious rap, um, backpackers will call things real hip hop, which I do. So I'm probably a back, <laughs> You're a backpacker you know. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, I'm a, I think I'm a backpacker too. Yeah, it's about real shit. It's not necessarily about hoes and drugs and money and. Drew's a fudge and, packer though. <laughs> fudge pack rap is the shit. <laughs> Shout out to Frank Ocean. Um, so, uh, yeah, Kanye had, like I said, three albums that were really important to me from 06 to 010. 
O ten. <laughs> well, I guess it would be. It would be O ten. Two O ten. Yeah, I might take another one. Um, I probably won't just because I already took a Kanye on there, but. 808s and Heartbreaks and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy were, like, also just incredible albums. 808s and Heartbreaks is an awesome album. I love that. Yeah, it was very hard for me not to pick that one because that changed the sound. Yeah. But Graduation is my favorite Kanye album of all time, so. All right, all right. I'll give it to you. I'll let you take it. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're back to me now. And I'm gonna go ahead and I, I I just know straight off this in this year time frame. Um I was kind of into like I started getting into like the indie alternative music. So uh there's like I started getting into this Irish band called Two Door Cinema Club. Yeah. And that's who I'm picking right now, Taurus History, the album by Two Door Cinema Club. And it's uh it's I don't know. Another album, you can start it, walk away. It's the fucking best thing you're ever going to hear. It's a good soundtrack to your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Do You Want It All, Undercover Martin, Something Good Can Happen. So, there's so many fucking good songs on the album. Uh, Undercover Martin's probably my favorite song on the whole album, but there's no, like everything is almost as good as it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's this album called again? It's called Tourist History. Okay. Yeah, you you put some. So we did a, you know, we're we're gonna put out um, playlists that feature songs from each each of these albums, um, so that you guys can all kind of get a sense of 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 kind of where we were musically and what we were into. So we'll go from like the start to the begin or start. To the ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We did something similar for the Music Fest one we did. And uh, we're going to have quite a few repeats probably that are going to be from that one. But go back and listen to that one. That's a hell of a, uh, a podcast um, when we make up our music festivals. Um, and you had Two Door Cinema Club. And yeah. that was really the first time I kind of vibed with it. And I actually really enjoyed it. Well, you yeah. know... It's funny you say that because every person I have ever in, in, and I've introduced this band to a lot of people because I feel like it's just a universal sound. Like mm-hmm. everyone can like it. So every person that I've ever introduced this to has enjoyed yeah. the album and most people have downloaded it or bought the CD or whatever and listened to it after. So, I mean, that's a testament to the strength of the sound, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Alright. Um, this was, this was another one I'm, I'm going, I'm, cause there's two like in every single one that I was hoping like, oh, hopefully he'll take that. Or hopefully somebody that. takes one <laughs> yeah. of them. Uh, hasn't happened yet. So I, I have another tough decision, but I, the, the one I'm going to go with and, uh, I just, I love these guys and this is such a good album. There's actually two albums by this group that I'm going back and forth with. So really I have three decisions here. But I'm going to go with the album Brothers by the Black Keys. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, the big one off that is Howlin' For You. They they Love that one. It was amazing because I feel like they put that album out and then immediately was like, 
give us every money that you want for this commercial. Like, <laughs> it seemed like when that came out, like I heard this every like so many songs on this album, like you've heard like in commercials or something. But they are so damn good. Um, it's also had uh, uh, the only one or whatever it is, and uh, it's just a good album. Yeah. Like I said, the other one is. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say Attack and Release, or is that what it is? I think it's called Attack and Release. Why am I forgetting? But anyway. What? The next album? No, the one before that. Oh. Um, it's the one that uh, actually uh, Danger Mouse did. He oh, produced okay. it. Yes. Um, Love Danger Mouse. Well, yeah. This is this one's just a really, again, I think I think this is the, the better album all the way through than the other, but I yeah. uh, I love it. So I really like the next album. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a chance that could have a, a double take. Yeah. So 2000, 2010 for this one. So yeah. Um, here's one. I tell you what, and here's the criteria for this one. In 2013, I basically went exclusively podcast. Like I basically like. I mean, I listen to music every once in a while, but any any more, it's it's basically everything I've already named. Like, oh, I want to go listen to that Weezer, or you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And if, but this guy had an album that came out in two, 2015 that was so good that I stopped everything and actually purchased like my first CD in years. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna go with. You ended the strike? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Mr. Wonderful by Action Bronson. Oh, yes. Um, what, uh, it's a, it's just a fantastic album. We've talked about him before. Uh, um, baby, or, uh, yeah. Baby, baby Blue. Baby yeah. Blue. Um, Easy Rider. Easy Rider was the song for me that was just like, this, this thing is amazing. And, uh, Dude. again, like from top to bottom, there's so many good songs on this, so. His flow is hard and effortless at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's soothing and smooth, especially on this album. Because mm -hmm. uh, the one that he just had this past year isn't nearly as good. Yeah. I still like it. But Mr. Wonderful was like, man, it was crazy. Because, like, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was smooth. And it was like, it was weird. It was weird how good it was. I was yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. I like yeah. I like his cadence. I like the I guess his flow. yeah yeah he's kind of he kind of mimics it on everything. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really change up his style too much, but I I like the cadence that he has. I think that's why he seems so hard, but also soothing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's great writing out music. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. You put the windows down. You just go. You play play Mister Wonderful, mm -hmm. and life is. <laughs> <One. laughs> uh, Alright, so we're back to me then. Yeah. Um if I'm if I'm right, I think this guy has a feature on your Action Bronson album. Well, I don't I know that one of the guys does, <laughs> no. but I don't know if this guy I'm not hundred percent, but Childish Gambino. Is, yeah. Does he feature on there at all? I don't think so, no. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, Andy thought I was going to pick Chance. Yeah, <laughs> so did I. I did. Well, Ooh. I'm picking Childish Gambino, Camp. This album, you know, I, I was listening to Childish Gambino since I heard 
Donald Glover do the Nerdist podcast. And on yeah. the on the podcast, they were talking about him doing rapping or whatever, and he released the two albums that he just kind of like put together himself called I Am Just a Rapper, one and two. And then he found somebody to produce an album, and he did Cul-de-Sac. And I fucking loved that album. That's the one he released for free, yeah. I believe. Yeah, right? that was yep. the one he released for free. And uh, it's a fucking amazing album. And then he did an EP... And the EP fucking blew that. The four songs on the EP blew that entire first album out of the fucking water. And then from the EP came Camp. And Camp is a fucking, you got Heartbeat, you got Bonfire, you got Outside. Uh, At the end of the album, there's this awesome fucking thing where it's Donald Glover telling this story about meeting a girl in camp when he was a kid and the the way I'm not going to tell the story because I wouldn't do it justice, but the way that he tells it and the music in the background, it's, it's just so fucking awesome and moving. This is an album that like, I I think in my opinion, it's harder to pick albums from today than it is from back in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, because so many artists just, make songs now, you know? They'll, yeah. re- they'll release, like, a single song or uh, an EP with three songs on it or, or you know, it's, it's it's just, like, about clicks now. But back mm-hmm. in the day, you really had to work to make an album. Correct. So it's hard to find an album like that. Childish Gambino released an album like that in this day and age where it's just you walk away and you hear the whole fucking thing and it's amazing the whole way through. So Yeah. Yeah. No, that that album. This doesn't happen often. This is this is how much I know that it's the truth of what you're saying. I, I feel. Um, like, I do want to say I feel like I'm sounding a little gargled, but I just want people to know I'm a little bit sick, and that's why I sound like this. But we actually have two guys on the IR right now because yeah. I'm a little banged up too. Um, <laughs> I don't know if my voice sounds any different, but the right side of my cheek is swollen. Um, pretty big. So Actually, I think I mean every once in a while I can hear James, but Andy, you sound fine. But for the most part, James has been coming through pretty good. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't. I just don't um, want to get like garbly. But what I what I was saying is how I know this one definitely means quite a bit to you and everything like that. Um, so this, I'm I'm you know, I'm definitely huge into hip hop and everything like that and. It's it's not going to happen very often where I'm going to get introduced uh, to something I'm super into, um, you know, by someone else when it comes to hip hop, just because I'm I'm looking for new stuff daily. Yeah. Um, James, you introduced me to Childish Gambino. Fucking a. So the first time that I heard Gambino is you sent. Uh, you sent a link and said, Hey, you got to check out this, this album. This dude's like, you know, brand new. Um, he's, he's a TV star or whatever, or he's a TV guy and, uh, you got to check him out. And I was like, huh, okay. And I was like, it's a hip hop guy. And, uh, so I like click it open and I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? This is amazing. Right. So, yeah, you actually introduced me to Childish Gambino. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, for those who don't know, Childish Gambino is Donald Glover, the actor, the comedian, and the rapper. Mm-hmm. So he's not really just a rapper. He's also an actor and a comedian. <laughs> and a singer. And a singer. And, and a singer. Because yeah. the Wake in My Love could get picked on the 16 to current, actually. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, this is a really tough one for me. Um, best versus most influential, uh, certainly different. Best is, you know, is going to be Good Kid Mad City for me. But when I'm talking influential... Good Kid Mad City didn't influence me the same way as this one. And this is a mixtape. It didn't even get sold. Um, and I'm talking about Acid Rap, Chance the Rapper. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Acid Rap had Cocoa Butter Kisses, Juice, favorite song with Childish Gambino. Um, this was the year 2013. Yeah. And Acid Rap was like, the same way I felt when I heard Kanye for the first time go in, I felt about Chance. And I'm getting goosebumps literally right now. I'm not shitting you. About the first time I heard Acid Rap. And, like, Chance just had this unique voice, this unique yeah. flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, ah. Um... And That's for my real there was page. something just so <laughs> entrancing about it for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one of the – you don't hear a lot of music. You hear music that you listen to and maybe you like, but you don't hear a ton of music that literally puts a smile on your face and just makes you feel good. Yeah. And Chance did that for me. Like, like literally when I was in a shitty mood – I would turn on Chance, and the same thing, you know, for an album that's in the 16 to current that could get taken. Um, but when I put it on, like, I just got a smile on my face. I was like, this is weird. Like, this music is actually making me legit happy. Yeah, yeah. Chance is, yeah. Uh, Chance is a very, really positive figure, positive role model, positive yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We had Chance featured on all three albums, I believe. <laughs> Hell yeah. From this time frame. Fucking um, Maybe he wasn't in camp. He was in one of... Um, the, Action Bronson. Well, yeah, he was in Baby Blue, but like, I'm trying to think of the album that um, the, the, the two worst guys or whatever. Because the internet. Because the internet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that's my favorite Gambino album. That's an awesome <laughs> album. Um, and now we're going up to current. And if you guys don't know me, um, then, you know, you won't know that I have some some big news that just recently came out. And this album I loved before. Understanding that I had that coming out. Did Andy just and choke up? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it even more now that I know what's coming up. And uh, so I'm going to be a dad. Um, draft pot What? Andy's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
Jay-Z's 444, um, it definitely impacted me pretty big. You know, it, uh, there's a lot of things that impacted me about this album. Um, this is, this is like a 40 plus year old Jay-Z in hip hop putting out an album, which we haven't got a chance to see our best rappers age, right? Uh-huh. We haven't had, you know, the Tupacs, the Biggies, and stuff like that. Rap is still fairly new. And Jay-Z put out an album that is a grown-ups album, right? Like, it's grown-up hip-hop, 444, if you haven't listened to it. And in there, he's giving life messages. He's talking about things about, you know, having kids and stuff like that. It's weird because I listen to it, and I'm like, this is incredible thought-provoking, all that. And then all of a sudden I found out I'm having a kid and I was like, you know, I, I heard a couple other things in there. I'm like, oh my God, you know? Um, so this, this Jay-Z album is just incredible. Like things that influenced me, um, there's a line where he talks about um, with, with everything that's going on in the world, like, you know, there's a line where he talks about um, – why would I drink uh, Belvedere when Puff's got rock? So what he's saying there is, why would I go out and support some business when I could support this black-owned business, um, you know, owned by Puffy or whatever? And there's messages in there where it's like, you know, coming from somebody who's, who's worked in the corporate area, um, a lot of times there's not minorities that are working at these different corporate places. Yeah. So, and plus Puff Daddy really needs the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus Puffy needs the money. But here's, here's the bigger picture of what I'm trying to say and, and why it's so influential to me is by, by people like a LeBron James, Puff Daddy, Jay Z, um, having these businesses, um, you're starting to, you'll start to get more minority hires, right? When you start to get more minority hires, then people that are non-minorities that, you know, see things in a way that's kind of messed up, they'll start to see, you know, minorities as like, wow, this person's really smart and brings a lot to the table. So they're, they're more likely to hire someone that's a minority than say just a white business. Um, like I know that I have an advantage a lot of times, let's just be honest. If I'm walking into a job interview, and I'm just as qualified as the black guy, there's a better chance that I'm getting that job than the black guy is. Yeah. Right? And so by supporting the black businesses... Well, that depends on who you ask. If you ask an old white man, the black guy's going to get the job. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous, <laughs> but funny. You know, because you just look at the numbers. Yeah. So I'm just pulling one thing out of the album that yeah. there's there's more to it. So, but I, I just thought little things like that were, you know, and then where he's telling people, hey, don't put the money phone up to your ear, basically. Don't take a stack of money, put it up to your ear. Actually take your money. Don't, don't show people you have that money. Do something with that money. Invest it, um, and things like that. So he's given these yeah. grown up messages that I think are, are pretty damn important. So I think this is a, just a really important and, uh, influential album for me yeah sweet man hell yeah you gotta miss yeah i got a little bit on my soapbox there i get it but (laughs) that's just something i'm kind of passionate about all right i'll allow it 
Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Yeah, big news. Thank you. Big That's news. huge news. So uh, name it James. All right. Let's go to <laughs> next pick now. <laughs> I think you should name it after its father, but he doesn't want to be called Andy. Just call him Drew. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. Fuck you, Dad. I'm Drew. <laughs> Plus, it's a good boy or girl name. Go on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Andy. We're about to uh, get a second situation where one of us has picked the same person as the other. Oh. And I'm going to do uh, Chance the Rapper and his new album, Coloring Book. Yes. I, it was very hard for me not to take that one. I think Chance came into his own. He took what he learned from his first album that he produced himself in high school and then to Acid Rap. And just becoming friends with, like, that Donnie Trumpet crew. Oh, yeah. Having that, the, just adding that instrumental section to his beats. Mm-hmm. and like, It's just, a, it's an amazing album. It, it, it really is. The jazz, the gospel, the yeah. the soul, um, the just... The, the hip hop, the everything. He had guys featured on this album that I don't like, but I liked on the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't like Future. I heard him on Chance's track and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a chance. I think Chance just brings that out of people. He's like, a, yeah. he, I think, I feel like Chance is kind of like, just one of those guys that uh, he just has some like instant respect somehow, you know, like mm. he doesn't have to have age to prove that he's, or be in the game that long to prove that he's, yeah. you know, mean, meant to be there. He just kind of instantly had it. Yeah. It's like a little fucking Jedi. He's taking completely over hip hop. Yeah. I know, you know, I know it's, it's, it's awesome to see, Guys like him, Gambino, Kendrick, J. Cole. It's awesome to see guys like this, like, taking over. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are very, they're thoughtful, uh, um, positive, um, good businessmen. Um, it, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's like that new wave. Um, it's like they're taking, like, a Jay-Z or a P. Diddy or a 50 Cent, um, you know, even some members of Wu Tang or whatever that that got into the movies and they're kind of taking it next level. It's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. There uh, you go. I'm gonna actually piggyback a little bit on Andy's soapbox and uh, um, and Andy's actually introduced me to this term "old head," and I feel like <laughs> that would be if you were to describe my theories on hip hop. Um, I don't know what it is about hip hop. There's like with hip hop and even metal, like I feel like I feel like if there's not uh like a message being told, like I'm I like you know like I just I, I enjoy like the smarter like yeah um I don't know and like you said like there's that whole like, you're a backpacker like <laughs> me <laughs> there's the analogy of uh you know the the Ciroc. like there's you know, there, there's these things like it's not spelled out for it. You have to go in yeah. and kind of dissect. I really love that stuff. And um, with me, and it's crazy because 
the album I'm going to pick again is somebody is, is some people that came back and threw out an album that everybody was like, "This is the fucking one of the greatest albums ever." And here, I think I know where you're going. And I'm going to go with um, "We've Got It for, From Here." Thank you very much, or thank you for your service. Oh wow! Tribe Called Quest, um, dude. That's that's that was on my list too. Yeah, we the people. Um, dude, it's just amazing. And again, like I, I get very little music plugged into me anymore because of just listening to, uh, like I said, podcasts or whatever. So like that eats up a lot of my time. And for that to saturate it just a little bit, and then like like I that. Their performance on Saturday Night Live was like, all right, I got to check this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Q-Tip's still incredible, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Q-Tip is just, yeah, Genius. he's been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's my pick. And what's the name of the album? Um, we've got a, we've got it from here. Thank you for your service. Yeah, okay. it, it's it's incredible. I, it's it was really cool to see. You know, um, it was really cool to see somebody like Tribe come back put something out that sounds like it's kind of from the nineties, but refreshed Yeah, and have a message of today. Yep. You know, shout out to five dog, rest in peace. Um, I would have loved to hear more of him on the album. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that obviously we couldn't, um, cause he passed away while they were working on that yeah. album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that album was, It was incredible. <laughs> so. Hell yeah. Now let's get to some honorables. That's our picks, guys. Because I've got some things that I'm bummed that I had to leave off, but I'm so happy I get the first. I know. First, first round no. of these. Um, my first one, I'm going to go to, I can't tell if it's a 92 or 93. I believe it's a 93. And I'm talking about Enter the 36 Chambers. Yes. Wu-Tang Clan. Yep. yep. Um, that was, it was hard to leave off for Weezer, but like I said, this is one I appreciated more later, but at the time Weezer was like, like when I heard that, I was like, yes, this is, this is what I'm going to be listening to. Yeah. Um, my next one, I'm going to go to, Ooh, how far do I want to jump here? Uh, all right. I'll go with, uh, 2002. And I'm going to go with Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. Oh, uh, a good album. Another, yeah, another solid album. Um, and to round this out, I'm going to go with... Whew. All right, I'm going to go with The Gorilla's Demon Days. Nice. And I've got two, two, two little things I want to say. One, I just have this little funny story. And this happened to me because I was I was in a metal band for a good chunk of my life, and I was about to play this show, and there was like these young kids, like you know, they're coming up talking to us, and they they saw I had my iPad there, like our iPod, and I you know kind of pulled out the one ear to talk to them, and like, oh man, what are you listening to? And you could tell they like, they really were hoping for like this sweet metal thing, and I was like, oh, that girl, the last Gorillas album, I said I really like it, and you could just see these teenage <laughs> teenage kids like. Wait, what? You you can <laughs> you but you're the metal guy. Like yeah. they were like so disappointed, like wait, and also like mind blown at the same time, like, 
wait, you can listen to other stuff and still do other things. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then two, if you ever get a chance, there's a great, uh, there's a great DVD put out to this. They did a live performance of this album. And it's, uh. I've seen it before. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the guy who's like the main guy, the guy from Blur or whatever. And like the band are all hidden the entire time. And they're just like silhouettes. And like the people who like are guests on the album, they come out to the forefront and they're just doing, they do the whole album solid through. And it's a really like, if you have like an hour to carve out of your time, go out of your way to find this. I, I, it might just be called Demon Days, like live or something, but yeah. it's a great, like they even pull out Dennis Hopper to do that song he did. Like it's amazing. When I, uh, when, when high definition was very new. Yeah. I, I feel like I was living with you possibly, Andy. I'm not sure, but. But I just got the, I, I got the big screen. Yeah, yeah. But I remember there was a channel, there were barely any channels that even had high definition. You know, you could only see it in like sports and maybe one other place, like a Animal Planet or something. But there was one channel that was all concerts and it was like high def concerts. Yeah, and they yeah, played yeah. Concerts. Fuse. Palladium. It wasn't Palladium. Palladium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Or it could Palladium. be Fuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fuse was a music channel, though. This was something yes, that sir. this was something that I haven't seen before that, and I hadn't seen again since. I don't even remember what it is now. Yeah, I remember. Like, but, well, if it's not Palladium, but I remember Palladium. Like, I used to flip through that all. Like, I like if when I was like flipping through channels, I'd be like, "Oh wait, what's on there?" I'm like, "Man, they." The one time I saw Great Foo Fighters, um, it was like live at Wembley, and like yeah. from one of this like, I go, like, "All right, since we're in Wembley, we figure we bring out a special guest or some special guests here." And they bring out John Paul Jones and fucking uh, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Yeah, then, I had one like that that yeah. was on Palladium yeah. that I've never seen again. That was the most incredible performance I feel like I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. One of the ones that I saw was Gorilla Demon Days, that that concert. Yeah, I think that's where yeah. I saw it too, was like on yeah. something like that. And then I also, uh, uh, a Coldplay, I forget which Coldplay album, but I saw a Coldplay live show and it was awesome. And, um, I saw, uh, Hanson. I saw like a, oh. la- a later Hanson. It was like, uh, I feel like it's sometime around 2010 ish, you know? Yeah. It was pretty fucking good. When you yeah. randomly come upon something like that and then it's so good and you can't turn the channel off of it. Yeah. It's some of the greatest TV that like sticks out in your mind. Mm hmm. Um, people might laugh at me, but Mac Miller's last album, he did a live thing mm-hmm. where like they were cutting into an interview and then they would cut into a performance. He had the jazz band behind him and it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. like, I, I know you get, you all of a sudden flip on it and you're just like, you feel like you're not in any place for like an hour, an hour and a half. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just so like glued in. Yeah. So, uh, for my honorable mentions, here we go. For my first honorable mention, I feel like honorable mention is trying, like trying to say WWE. Honorable mention, WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Just doesn't run right, you know? But anyways, uh, for my first honorable, I'm going to go with Sum 41, Does This Look Infected from 2002. Nice. It's actually one of my favorite albums of all time. And, uh, but yeah, so good. It's, it's like 
Sum 41 put out their first album. It was kind of Blink-182-ish, like poppy punk, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they put this album out after they made the money off of that poppy shit. And this was like the album they wanted to make. Hmm. And it's it's like harder and more political and just cool messages. And it's fu- it's good the whole way through. It's a fucking awesome album. Um. For my second honorable, I'm going to go with a band. It's a Scottish band that I, it was neck and neck with Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, both of them are, they're two albums from the same time frame. So it was hard for me to really choose between the two, but I decided to honorably mention We Were Promised Jetpacks, the album These Four Walls. Huh. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know this. It's an indie, indie alt band. They're fucking great. They're Scottish. Uh, they're featured on that, uh, they're actually featured on, what's that Farley Brothers movie? Where, Hall Pass. Okay. Hall Pass. Yeah, there's a, they have like two songs that are on that soundtrack. Um, and for my last. Can you say that name again? We were promised jetpacks. What was the? These four walls. These four walls. Yeah. And I got to do this. Uh, he doesn't really need the honorable mention because he's like the biggest thing out there right now, rap wise, maybe not to drew, but to everyone else in the world. And I'll go with, uh, <laughs> Drake, take care. I was just, I was from 2011. Just, I was just thinking to myself, like, Oh man, this is kind of cool. Drake didn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Drake and, I know, I know, yeah. I know I'm in the minority in this one, so. The Take Care album is so fucking good. Yeah. And I know that Drake made some comments about his uh, Thank Me Later album, which I almost feel like is better than Take Care, because I... I... There it is. Yeah, there it is. So, Thank Me Later, I thought thought that was an, an amazing album. And Drake kind of made comments about he didn't feel like it was up to his standards or whatever. So Take Care was kind of his answer to it, which Take Care is fucking amazing too. Everything he's done, I feel like. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Take Care, but I I want people to know that I have strong feelings for Thank Me Later too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also So Far Gone, I mean, the, the mixtape that started it all. Yep. Fucking amazing. So, go Drake. Number one. But also, God, you're, this, but also you're just an honorable mention. <laughs> I mean, being an honorable mention in this list is a big deal because, I mean, again, we're talking about, you know, influential albums and there's, I've got another 20 albums written down that we didn't even get to mention. Um, but, my first album that I'm going to mention for honorable mention is, um, this, this definitely impacted me. This is another thoughtful dude who he goes through depression and he's, he's a voice for a generation. Um, you know, he, he influenced dudes like Kyle that I'm into now and, uh, it's Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Had day and night, make or say. Pursuit of happiness. Um, 
I love that Steve Aoki Pursuit of Happiness remix. Oh man, it's it's so good. Oh but my god. The Kid Cudi, when it when this album came out, it was so unique. It was like yeah. it was like you find you, you you finally get to figure out what happens when when Jimi Hendrix makes Kanye West. Yeah. You know? Um well, you Kid Cudi's a different dude. When I first heard Day and Night, I I wrote this fucking thing on MySpace about how Kid Cudi sucked. And oh, really? Now I'm like a huge Kid Cudi fan, but like, <laughs> I, but I wrote this huge, like scathing thing on fucking MySpace. Luckily, my MySpace doesn't exist anymore, so yeah, you can't go yeah. find it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I, Cudi is just. See, it that's, was, that's what it was I, a different sound. It was like you were getting one or the yeah. other. You were like, I love Cuddy, or I can't stand that guy, you know? Yeah. I feel, I actually feel bad about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unique sound. Um, another one that's a unique sound that if anybody knows me, I've been pimping this album is maybe the best over the last two years. And, um, it's Malibu by Anderson dot pack. Um, Anderson Pack is, uh, just su- such a talented dude. Um, I remember I showed you the Stephen Colbert performance. Yeah. James, I came over to your house and he's, he's singing, he's rapping, he's playing the drums. The, the, the dude's just, he's got such a unique sound. So raspy. Yeah. Uh, God, he's so good. Um, yeah, this is, this is definitely going to go down when we do our, our, cause at some point we will do our top albums of all time. This one's going to make my list. Um, no doubt. It's, it's incredible. Listen to it. It's a different, unique sound. It's really good. Um, whew, this is so tough. Right, and my last one I'm going to pick. Oh, you know what? I, I, I gotta get a little rough with this one. Um, this guy, I, I had my music and somehow my wife pulled my music, uh, I guess cause I put it on her computer or something. I don't know. Somehow this ended up on her iPad or, or iPod and, uh, or phone, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, she was like listening to it. She went to work and she's like, she was like, I'm so, I'm so angry. <laughs> like, like this music got me like angry and I couldn't turn it off. And it's Andy's music. It's not mine. Um, but it's DMX. It's dark and hell is hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, if you want to get pumped up. Dogs for, at? <laughs> yeah. If you want to get pumped up, just amped up and fired up and and stuff like that, there's no better rapper to listen to than DMX. I was actually a flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood guy. Yeah, yeah. That was no, the DMX both, album both that are, got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this one had um, Get At Me Dog, the Rough Riders Anthem, How's It Going Down. Actually, Flesh of My Flesh, I, I actually do like a little bit better. Um, doesn't matter. You could go either way with it. They're both awesome albums. They're, they're both incredible. I think DMX is really underrated. 
Um, because within all of those, those, uh, and you know, all those, uh, within all of that stuff, he's actually a very lyrical rapper. Oh yeah. He's good. He's a good writer, but don't, he actually is telling a message that like, um, like he was doing some of those different voice things and he's telling a message when he's rapping. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, the X-Man there. Don't go and try to find his new stuff, though. It's really not no, good. No, 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 no. It's really no. not good anymore. Um, he's, he's lost it somehow. Do you guys we left to... a lot off the list that I'm really upset about. Do you guys want to do, uh, like, just one? Maybe it's a real deep cut that nobody knows that, like, really affected you to the you You were like, well, maybe it's not for the list, though. You guys have any? Okay. I, I do. I don't think I do. No. I do. You know, there's one that I'm I really think that I didn't. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, there's one I, I'm 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 pissed off. I didn't put on the list. I should have put over DMX. <laughs> well, do you have one? I do. I do. Well, go ahead and say it. I mean, it's maybe it's not the deepest of cuts, um, but Return to Thirty Six Chambers by Old. Dirty bastard. Yeah, I ha- I had those in the uh, I have those in my yeah I had both his that and nigga please both written down and I'm like I just I knew I'd get to Wu Tang eventually and I don't know like I but well, yeah the reason that, I'm upset about that I literally carried around the album for an entire year sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> were, like, you, were you backpacking yet? I I was, <laughs> um, but I had that album and you know it was. It was something that I was just super into. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a deep cut. Maybe mystical unpredictable is the deep cut people are looking Ooh. for. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it when I love it when stuff rhymes like that. Mystical unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> My, mine's probably the only person I don't know. This would be our our one avid listener, and that's a. Uh, but it, as far as like me personally, like within the metal, like this album changed my life, and that's a band called Zayo, and it's an album called "Where Blood and Fire Bring Rest and Peace." But oh, yeah, okay. That's what that's yeah, one, one breeze. That's one for your dad. It's a uh, yeah. it's a nice Christian, um, good Christian boy singing about Jesus. Well, I got this. yelling about Jesus. <laughs> it's not really like the deepest cut, but. Yeah. I would say, like, maybe one I left off the list that I really enjoy is Creed, Human Clay. With our songs like Arms Wide Open and uh, Can You Take Me Higher. Uh, you know, Scott Sapp, Creed. All right. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm saying that. I'm saying that ironically. Uh, but I actually do like. I it. was just trying to. I was seeing how fast I could YouTube cricket sound. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, as far as a deep cut one. I'm glad we we both had that reaction, though. (laughs) I'm not glad. I can't believe you guys didn't take that as a joke instantly. 
Well, well, that's the that best way to handle it as a joke or for real. That doesn't say anything good about me. I, I will also mention uh, that uh, Crash made the list, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. I get that. You know what? I do have a pretty deep cut. This is a British uh, indie alt band, and uh, it's the band's name is Phoenix, and the album name is uh, Wolfgang Amadeus. And it's, uh, it's such a fucking good album. They, like, they have a song called Listomania, uh, a song called 1901. Andy, I'm almost 100% sure that you've heard this album because I'm pretty sure I played it a lot when I was in Tallahassee. Okay. But, uh, it's, it's a band that didn't, I think they actually are pretty big, like in Europe, but yeah. over here, I don't think they have as big of a, following so if you don't know about phoenix go check out wolfgang amadeus it's an awesome album who's you guys' most embarrassing influential one that maybe hasn't made the list um i don't i think it's creed human clay <laughs> songs like arms wide open higher i don't know if there's any like influential that embarrass though i mean there's there's things that i listen to that are like what like I said earlier, like okay, yeah. what's what's one album that you played to death that you're like, damn, I don't, I don't, it, it probably wouldn't mix with your brand, maybe. I I can tell you right now, uh, Hillary Duff Metamorphosis, whoa, was played way too much for my liking at this point. Wow, yeah, I think you guys would make fun of me for. Like in 1996 to 2000, I actually have Limp Biscuit significant other written. No, because I, I love Limp yeah, Biscuit. Oh, like oh, okay, yeah. okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, other people would definitely make fun of me for that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I think mine is one of two. Uh, it's either Skilo, who I was super into, <laughs> um, or Ace of Base. Ace of Base is awesome. Yeah. I was a big Annie Lennox fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Uh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> We're ending this fucking podcast. <laughs> Wait, yeah. There's no no movements? No oh, uh, are, are there any trades? That are, is anybody this interested? It's kind of a hard one to trade. There might just be ad drops. Yeah, I don't think anybody picked anything that somebody else wanted. But I mean, add drops. I don't even want to add drop. I am locked the fuck in. Yeah, I'm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay locked. I'm in. gonna stay locked. Yeah. You guys are locked. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here we go, guys. In the order that they were picked. I'll. The way I'll do it is I'll read each person's from the each year. I like so I'll it. I'll read the year and then I'll read the the okay. person in the band. Okay. So from 80 to 85, Drew, Queen, The Works, Fair's number one pick. James had Huey Lewis and the News from the album Sports. And Andy had Michael Jackson's Thriller, 80 to 85. 86 to 90, Drew had Beastie Boys, License to Ill. James had Michael Jackson's Bad. And Andy had DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French Fresh Princes. He, he's the DJ, and I'm the rapper, and I just fucked that up. <laughs> 91 to 95. 
Drew had Weezer, the Blue Album. James had Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. And Andy had TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Damn, we were soft from 91 to 95. (laughs) (laughs) 96 to 2000, Drew had Foo Fighters, The Color, and The Shape. James had Dave Matthews Band Crash. And Andy had Tupac, All Eyes on Me. From 2000 to 2005, Drew had Jimmy Eat World, Futures. James had Incubus, Morning View. And Andy had Justin Timberlake in Justified. From 2006 to 2010, Drew had The Black Keys, Brothers. James had Two Door Cinema Club, Tourist History, and Andy had Kanye West's graduation. From 2011 to 20... This is Casey Kasem's top. <laughs> 2011 to 2015, Drew had Action Bronson, Mr. Wonderful. James had Childish Gambino, Camp. And Andy had Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap. And from 2016 to the present day, Drew had Tribe Called Quest, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> James had Chance the Rapper coloring book and Andy had Jay-Z 444. Yeah. That's pretty solid, guys. Yeah. That's that this was a fun one cuz it's like you can hear how some of the music changes um yeah, you, you, know, can, you yeah. can see your your kind of swing of your styles, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting um, to see that. But hell yeah, man, this was a shitload of fun. So what I'm what I am gonna do is, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're gonna get a few songs from. We're gonna try to. Some of these might be tough, um, but we're gonna try to get a few songs um, from each of these. If I can't get uh, and put it on Spotify, if I can't get like some from 444 because Jay Z's with title. Um, then, uh, you know, maybe I'll just grab a couple other Jay-Z songs, or if there's one that you guys can't get, it, maybe we'll just grab a couple of their other songs. But uh, we're going to put together uh, playlists for each of our 80s to current um, picks and uh, just a couple, few songs from each one and put it together. Cool. Yeah. That's on Spotify? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet out the yeah, links. Yeah, we'll and pop all those stuff. links on an old twit box. And uh, yep. what are we doing next time, guys? What's the uh, what's our next uh, topic? It's a good question. I believe it's the famous duos. Oh, famous oh. duos! We get to return to wow the failed episode. This was our this was our second or third podcast we did. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, Classic the, mistake. Didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at least we learned early that yeah. to, to always. To figure that out, like you know, it were uh, that's what the growing pains are for. But this is this is well, the actually, lost episode. Was this the tech issue where you couldn't hear Andy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we actually we did have one time where we didn't record, but that's actually yeah. lost. This one we actually have somewhere in the bank. Yeah. So one day we could potentially post that mm-hmm. and just have people be like, "What the fuck is happening?" It's just yeah. we, should, really we, should, we, we should do just like the first three picks. Like, and just <laughs> put it out. You know what? 
Here's the thing, guys. I think what we should do is we'll put, we'll put that out. But we got to think of something that, like, we got to get to so many followers or do something. <laughs> like, if you guys yeah, can we'll tell your least... friends about it to, to, to get us to, like, whatever number we choose, it's either on Facebook, Twitter, maybe it's subscribers, uh, maybe reviews. Yeah. If we get so many reviews. We'll, we'll that, release that unedited yeah. episode of me and Drew conversing and then answering questions from nothing <laughs> and asking questions okay. to nothing and long pauses of nothing here's the deal we, <laughs> we just started november if we can get 40 was 40 is a good number 40 five-star reviews on itunes you don't have to sign up for anything most nope. people already are on this if we can get 40 five-star reviews you will get that episode as a yeah, i like it. there you go so i like it yeah like it. So this one is going to be a brand new version of uh, duos. Yeah, we're going to redo the research so there's yeah. no like yeah. overlap. Yep. I don't even remember. There's no way I remember anything from that now. I just I, I, can't. I, I remember the one, and it's the one that we all were like, that's the obvious number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what that is. I don't, I don't well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's dynamic. Oh. All right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I feel like Andy right. still doesn't know. We're gonna, we're gonna, he's pretending. We're gonna end the show and he's gonna be like, so that one pick, huh? That's, <laughs> it's those guys, right? The, uh, yep. the guy, the, um, and then we're gonna say, but, alright guys. Alright guys. Uh, five star review us, guys. Stay All right, cool. from Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan, the dynamic duo. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out.